0: Available at PrimalBlueprint.com. Past episodes are available for download or to review written summaries at blog.primalblueprint.com. And now here's your host, Brad Kearns.
1: Welcome listeners. I have a special guest from all the way across the ocean in Japan. It's Ryan Hurst, the founder of GMB Fitness. Welcome to the show, Ryan.
2: Hey, thank you so much for having me, Brad.
1: Um, we're already having uh, an, an incredible bond and connection and a great time because you correctly identified my avatar on Skype as the great Jeff Spicoli from Fast Times at Ridgemont High.
2: Yeah, I like it. I like it.
1: Spicoli's famous even in Japan. That's amazing. <laughs> Uh so I want to just start from scratch here and expose our listeners to uh this incredible phenomenon that you guys have uh have, have you know kicked off and and uh seen incredible growth the the GMB fitness and the general category of of what you're doing and how it got started so uh fire away let's hear about it
2: Yeah sure man so uh GMB actually started uh not just with me but I have two other partners uh my best friends, uh, Jarlo Ilano and Andy Fawcett, and we we're actually involved with a different fitness organization, and um, that's how we met, so many, many years ago we met, and over time, you know, I was here in Japan, I've been here in Japan now for about 22 years, came over uh, for martial art, competing in judo, it's very competitive in judo, um, actually I worked for martial arts complex for a very long time, I was teaching people and whatnot, in. You know, at the time uh, for competition, uh, I was training for that competition. You know, my body was just getting beat up and and whatnot. And and you know, during the time that Andy and Jarlo and I were together, we we just decided that you know we're in a different phase in our life, and we wanted to start sharing some of the stuff that we're doing, start our own company, and share what we're doing with people who are like us. And so at the time that that phase in our life shifted so it wasn't about just right then and being so strong and, and, and crushing the competition and everything we were shifting and so we're looking at more sustainability how can we be able to use our body in a way that's going to allow us to continue to do what we want the rest of our life and so you know we're all married and uh starting to have kids at that time and so we started to revamp the way that we really looked at things and so I think, you know, GMB in the very beginning, uh, of course, we kind of had to prove ourselves and show that we could do the stuff that we see uh, I'm kind of a poster boy for GMB. And so, uh, you know, we came out with our first program, which was a rings program. And um, let's just say we never thought that GMB would explode to the size that it is today. Uh, we're very lucky. Uh, we just try and be exactly you know, true to ourselves. And all we're trying to do is really just help people who are like us and show people that, you know, you do come to a point in your life and, you know, it's not just about, like I said earlier, crushing the competition and and thinking that you have to be such a badass every single day. It's about really taking a look at your your body on that day and saying, hey, you know what, this is what I want to do. It's not what some magazine or somebody else tells me that I should be doing. It's, you know, this is what I want to do. How can I be better for my family, for my friends, for the people that I love, and continue to enjoy the process? And so really that's kind of what we're about right now in GMB is, is that that endurance for life, I guess you could say.
1: <laughs> I like the tagline on the website. Don't die without exploring what your body is truly capable of. <laughs> so, uh, just for the, um, the, the person who, uh, just woke up from a, a long nap and, uh, doesn't know about you, you, you're offering this sort of, uh, would you call it guided online instruction yes. in a very broad-based fitness, uh, concepts?
2: Yeah. You know, it it's funny because we are GMB fitness, but we kind of like the, to say that we're more of an education company in that we're trying to help people just become more aware of their body and give them the tools to learn how to assess what's going on and so uh, all of our programs are online uh, what we do is, is take a person through a certain set of protocols uh, we like to call it the triple A framework so basically it's you look at assessing your body where it is and you address the issues that you're having and then you apply what we have uh, that's good for you for your goals. So, yes, it is a fitness thing, but it's, again, it's not the kind of thing where we're saying that you need to go out and crush a particular workout. It's all based upon what do you want out of it and your big why. Why are you doing this? Um,
1: and what kind of uh, population... Are you attracting? Are we are we talking about people from other sports uh, trying to get more well rounded, or unfit people, or does everybody uh, kind of uh, meet in the middle here?
2: There, there is a big mix of people. Um, you know, we have people who generally are coming out of a particular way of fitnessing, as I like to say, and maybe they kind of have a bitter taste in their mouth and they're looking for something more. Um, we do have a lot of people, for example, like my age, you know, in their 40s, who are, you know, maybe haven't exercised so much, but realizing that they're getting older, um, their mobility is not so, you know, good as it used to be, uh, but they're not really interested necessarily in going to the gym And so we do have a lot of people where they have kids and they just want to be able to play with their kids and enjoy life a bit better. As far as uh, looking at people who are doing other sports, yes, we do have a lot of people, for example, let's say a person maybe wants to get better at uh, surfing or something. Uh, Maybe they need a bit better flexibility for Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And so that's where we kind of come in. And, so our thing is not to say that you do GMB and you only do GMB. Again, GMB is for something, so that's we're really adamant about that. So it's not just about exercising for the sake of exercise; it's to try and use uh, what we have in order to help you enjoy the other things in your life.
1: Hmm, that's great because uh, unfortunately, a lot of people fall in that first category, and I like to uh, convey my story of. Um, you know, I was a I was endurance professional triathlete, so I was a very yeah. nar- narrowly focused athlete for a long time. And after I after I quit, um, of course, you want to keep in shape. You don't want, don't want to just fade away. But I thought that fitness meant being able to go ride my bike still for a few hours or run for an hour. And that's all I did for the years after, like you you relate, that I got busy, I started to have kids. And then um, I think it was when I got into coaching youth sports and I'd come home from a soccer practice with six-year-olds and be sore the next day that I realized <laughs> that maybe I was missing some some of those fundamental elements or, or the big picture elements of fitness.
2: It, that's exactly right. And this is something, too, that I can completely relate to because I was so focused just on my judo and whatnot. And I actually had a major injury, uh, blew my shoulder out in judo. And I actually had to come back and look at those fundamentals, as you said. Um, and we learn a lot of things. And, And of course, you know, I am a little bit different. This is my job. I, I do get paid to be able to uh, explore and play and work out all day long. But I do know that there's a lot of people around me I know people that I did judo with and they took a break and they want to come back at it. And what we find is that uh, we can let the ego get in the way of that and think that um, we should be able to perform at a level that we were at 10, 15 years ago. <laughs> and unfortunately, jumping back into things and trying new things, uh, we learn pretty quickly that there are some issues that we need to take care of focus on those fundamentals uh, in order to get us to a point where we can start enjoying things without that fear of injury.
1: Um, And what are some of those fundamentals? If you take a guy off the street who's, uh, you know, Fitness-minded and ambitious, and and kind of busy, and not really going crazy with uh w- with a huge time commitment, but you know is, is interested in um aging gracefully and and being able to uh, to dominate uh, kids in, in soccer when they're six, seven, eight, nine, ten years old, whatever that kind of goal is.
2: Yeah, that's just a very good question, and, and we like to keep it simple. Uh, we focus on three particular um, points, and that is we look at strength, we look at flexibility, and we look at motor control. And so motor control actually is something that, I mean, you do hear about it, but a lot of people don't put it up there in their top three. Uh, the reason that we put it in there is because, yes, a lot of people can work on their strength, they can work on their flexibility, but if you don't have control of your body and being able to use it in ways that is productive then you're going to be setting yourself up for injuries. So, for example, uh, looking at strength, though, is not necessarily how much that you can bench press, how much you can squat. Uh, we're trying to look at how you use your body and how you build strength to be able to do those other things. Like, for example, if you want to just play with your kids and do soccer, but um, not break yourself, you know. What kind of strength you need for that? And so that's why we focus mainly on body weight exercises, um, as well as flexibility. Our flexibility program, when we do that is not a set routine that you just follow. We do have routines, but in the very beginning, we take you through these assessments and we look at exactly what you need for that uh, particular point in your life. So even though you know you might want to be focusing on soccer, and working and to be able to keep up with your kids, that doesn't mean that we all have the same flexibility and needs. And so uh, maybe in prior life, for example, triathlon, especially being over the bike for so long, you know, we can look at lower back pain and, and some issues with the shoulders from being hunched over for so much. And so that might not relate necessarily to soccer, but if you do have those issues from a former life, then you need to take care of those issues and make sure that you're uh, working on improving that flexibility and mobility uh, in those places so that when you do go out and run uh, with your kids and try and keep up with them, that those uh, former issues don't creep up on you again. Uh,
1: so instead of the usual uh, narrowly focused approach of uh, the endurance person or even the um you know the, the adult league basketball player whose training consists of um, practices and games of basketball uh you're you're kind of dialing people back when you talk about starting with an assessment yes. and figuring out uh, where their strengths and weaknesses are, and then a, a protocol to follow from that point
2: absolutely and And you know what this can be very tough because like I mentioned earlier, the ego can get in the way, and um let's be honest, us guys, you know. We still think that we're the shit, you know, if I can say that, you know, and, and so unfortunately when we do go back and somebody tells us, well, we need to look at the fundamentals. You're kind of like, yeah, you know, I've done those, I've been through there, but what we try to do is introduce these fundamentals in a way that's going to keep you interested in doing them. And so dare I say fun. And we're not trying to say that the workout should all be fun uh, all the time. You should be smiling and jumping around and, you know, doing that sort of thing, but they should keep you engaged. And so what we're really trying to do is make sure that we learn more about awareness of our body and really what we need. And so that when we do go back to those fundamentals, we understand that this is this is why we're working on these fundamentals. This is how to work on the fundamentals. And then once we do that, immediately you should see these results. So it's going to want to make you uh, continue to work on those and better those fundamentals each time you go back to
1: them. Yeah, I'm looking uh, through the beautiful, simple website and um, things things like the bear, the monkey, the frogger, yeah, and just yeah. these great body weight moves. Um, you can uh, try to describe a little bit. I know we're on audio, but uh, also tell me um, where most people uh, really fall short when they step through the door or when they, when they first click play and they, they start doing assessments.
2: Sure. So so you mentioned the bear, the monkey, and the frog. This comes from our elements program, and that's basically what it is. We're looking at the elemental, fundamental movements that we feel that would benefit the majority of people and where people actually have trouble with. And so uh, when creating this, for example, the bear, if you were to imagine yourself with your hands and your knees on the ground so that your shoulders are over your hands and so that your hips are over your knees, And then you push your butt up into the air, into what we call the A-frame. Now, a lot of people will look at this and think that it looks like the downward-facing dog in yoga. If you want to think about it that way for right now, that's perfectly fine. So imagine being in that downward-facing dog position, but then walking around so that one hand goes forward and the foot goes forward, then the other hand, and the other foot goes forward, and you're walking around. Now, a lot of people will look at that and just say, yeah, that's a very simple movement. But... There's a reason why we're doing this, and what we're trying to do is look at the strength, the flexibility, and the motor control while in the bear. So what we'll find is if a person is having problems with their flexibility, let's say that they're in this downward-facing dog position, the A-frame position, and they're having trouble with their hamstring. strength. Well, then obviously we'll know that because they're tight there, they might not be able to extend their legs, make them straight also might have trouble in that it's difficult for that person to get their shoulders to be pulled back so that their, their butt and their hands are in a nice straight line. And so these are some little assessments that we can do to just figure out where you are. We're not saying that if you're not in that position, that you're a bad person or something like that. We're not about that. We're just simply trying to look at exactly where you are that day. Then once you understand what's going on in your body that day, Then we can start to use the bear and we can start to use the frogger and we can start to use the monkey to move our bodies around in order to work on that strength, that flexibility and our motor control. So just to cover the frogger, imagine going down into the deepest squat that you can and placing your hands in front and slightly to the side and putting weight onto your hands and jumping your feet over to the side. And so continuing with this motion, this would be the monkey. And the Frogger is actually very similar to the Monkey, however, instead of going laterally, we're traveling forward. So you place your hands in front of you from that very deep squat, pushing your hands down into the ground, you pour your hips forward, ending up back into another squat. Now, again, this might seem very, very simple, but imagine a person who is not used to squatting down on the floor and, and moving around and performing these locomotive patterns On the ground. What we're doing is we're actually improving our wrist strength. We're improving our hip mobility as well as our flexibility in our ankles and our hip flexors in order to be able to translate these movements into other movements that we're performing, whether it be running, whether it be jumping or whatnot. So these are basically just climbing our body and setting our bodies up in order to create the necessary strength, flexibility, and motor control to be able to start working on some of the other um, exercise-type movements out there. Uh,
1: so then if you um, start to achieve some nice competency uh, mm-hmm. with these and other movements— Uh, I suppose it'll translate really nicely to your uh, uh, other desired activities like uh, dominating the young soccer players in practice, Uh, but also you take people uh, pretty far down the road into some advanced ambitions too, right?
2: Yeah, we sure do, and again, I don't want people to think that we just stop at the Bear, Monkey, and Frogger. It's simply, again, our assessment to let us know what what we're working with and where we need work. And so, uh, whether it be stamina, whether it be endurance, whether it be power, or whatnot, there's different ways that we can use those three movements. However, after that uh, we go beyond and so we're looking at things like integral strength, our program, where we're focusing on single leg squats, shrimp squats, we're looking at broad jumps, we're looking at pull-ups, chin-ups, um, different types of push-ups and then you can also work on the rings and the rings we have some more advanced movements where It's very gymnastic in nature. That's actually my background from age 5 until I was 18. I was a competitive gymnast. And so I took a lot of the the protocols and some of the movements that you'll find in gymnastics, but changed them up. Um, And by changing them up, not meaning that I necessarily changed the movements, but changed the reason why we use these movements. So we're not gymnasts. We're simply using gymnastic tight movements and body weight movements in order to help us strengthen our body in a way that's going to allow us to perform better so we can crush those six and eight year olds in soccer game.
1: <laughs> well the uh, gymnastics um, seems to be one of the classic all around sports where if you're really competent at those things like uh, the rings, I want to know why the rings is is such a cool one. But um, also, what are the other things that uh, come from your background that you highly value in terms of training someone for competency to that?
2: Yeah, and so rings, uh, one of the reasons that I love the rings is you just can't lie to the ring. Um, you see a person and they jump up on the ring for the very first time. It looks like they're having a seizure up there trying to hold themselves up there. Um, we're looking at increasing the strength in the inner muscle, uh, shoulder girdle, uh, core, stability. Everything is there with the rings um, because the rings are a are, well, we have the closed chain. And we have an open chain, and the rings are open chain and that they swing. And so a little bit more difficult to control. And so you really have to focus on the form necessary in order to get up there. You're not just going to just jump up there and think you're going to be able to do an iron cross or something like that. You really do have to spend time working on the ease and the quality of your movement in order to uh, get better at that. Again, our goal is not necessarily to, you know, be able to be like a gymnast. We're simply looking at the goals that you need and trying to find a way that's going to get you engaged, learning about your body, and challenge you, keep you interested, so that uh, you really want to make sure that you're focusing on building a better body for yourself. So rings, um, they've always just been a staple that I've loved doing. Uh, for a long time, and I, and I do need to mention, you know, I do have a gymnastic background, but I took a big break away from using the rings and these things. And it wasn't until Jarlo actually, oh goodness, I'm trying to think. So GMB is about for GMB was seven years old, and so right before that, Jarlo sent me a set of rings because he was like, "Man, you should be training rings again. You know, you used to do it when you're young. You should do that and teach people and." And so he sent that to me. So it wasn't until I was in my late 30s that Jarlo sent me these rings, and I started training rings again. So I don't want people to think like, "Oh, you have this gymnastic background, so it's so easy. You just keep doing this your whole life." Yes, I do have a background in gymnastics, very, a very deep background in gymnastics. But like anybody, I kind of had to start over again, and, and I think this was good because. At that point in my life, I was looking at using the gymnastic rings as a way, uh, to help me at that stage in my life instead of thinking that I wanted to be a competitor or something like that. So, you know, one, again, one rings, another reason part of me that I do like the rings is that they're portable. They're very easy to take and use, uh, other places. We also have the parallel, which are basically, um, like elevated bars, but they're very low to the ground. Uh, this allows you to do things, for example, like hold uh, where you're on top of these parallettes, just holding with your arms, with your arms locked out and you can extend your legs to the front and things like L-sit. You're going to train actually the whole body for that, uh, focusing on that motor control, that strength, as well as flexibility, because you do have to have uh, a good range Mobility in your hip flexors as well as your shoulders to be able to perform in these movements. So they're challenging. They force you to be very uh, aware with what's going on. And in my case, uh, you know, being in Japan for so long in my life and doing the sports that I've done, it's also sort of a meditation of sorts for me. You know, you can't be thinking about all of this other stuff that's going on in your life let's say you're running on the treadmill you might have thoughts going on in your mind and thinking about your work or whatnot when you're doing the movements that we're doing here in gmb you're fully engaged and it's all about mindfulness and the big thing really that we're trying to do here in gmb is bring a little bit of that mindfulness into our workouts so we can also apply that in our life so that we can really live life instead of just going through life, and so as far as endurance goes, you know being able to do your workouts in a mindful way, understanding so that you can apply that and live a long life and enjoy it along the way
1: right It would seem to um I think our our distorted notion of the aging process here in America at least maybe I'll ask you how it contrasts to Japan. Um, but you know, we we sort of accept a steady physical decline starting at age thirty or maybe age yeah. forty, and yeah. don't do much about it. What do you think about the the different culture over there? You've lived there for what twenty four years or something, huh?
2: Yeah, I've been here quite a while. Um, you know, and it is interesting. It's, it's not just Japan, of course. If you look at Asia in general, um, the, it's, just, it's it's unfortunately changing simply because of the influence, the Western influence. However, um, you know, in Japan, though, you still see people squatting all the time. Um, You know, hope it's okay to bring up this topic, but if we look at toilets, okay, this is a big one for me. So so when I came over here, uh, college, uh, over here in Japan, in my, where I stayed, where I lived, there was just a hole. Okay, there was no toilet, per se, as far as something that you were to sit on, I had to squat every single day. And this is the norm. You know, when I first showed up and I did that, I couldn't believe it. But let me tell you what, I got really good at squatting very quickly uh, because I had to do that every single day. And so you do still see that in some areas, but unfortunately, majority of homes um, or even the train stations now have both... The western style toilet, but they also still have the eastern style where it's just a squatter. And so, uh, with that though, I think that just the fact that people are on the ground well, I should say engaging the ground as well as standing a lot. So, even in my house, I live in a Japanese, I'm married, my wife is Japanese, we have two kids, and so. We don't actually have a whole lot of furniture in the sense that there are chairs everywhere. We have a sofa, but the majority of our time we're sitting on the ground, on the tatami. Maybe if we're, I don't, I don't even know, like playing a game together as a family or something like that. And this is very common in Japan. So you still have people where they're getting up uh, from the ground and also sitting down on the ground. So that is just embedded in the lifestyle. So obviously, people are going to be healthier simply for the fact that they're squatting so much as well. The food over here um, very different, of course, than in the United States. Uh, I guarantee you, it's health wise, it's much better. Now, you know, looking at the United States, I, I do have the opportunity to go to the United States quite a bit. Um, every time I go, I just it just reminds me that there are little things in life that we can do. In order to make sure that we continue to keep our health. But unfortunately, I think that things can become so easy for people as far as not having to do things because of the access is so available for things, whether it be escalators, elevators, whether it be, um, you know, driving everywhere or whatnot. That's something else too. Like just this morning, I rode my bicycle, 20 minute bike ride. For me, that's just a normal thing. You know, whenever I come to my office, um, my wife is the same thing. We take our kids places, your own bicycle. So a little bit different thing there. Uh, I think though, it's a matter of really though, looking at what you need. I keep coming back to that. And unfortunately, I think that a lot of people are just complacent. They just don't want to, you know, do it anymore. But they, you know, they get to a certain age and they're like, "Ah, eh, it's good. I'm fine. And then unfortunately, they, you know, they hit a certain age sometimes. It depends on the person, of course, but something might happen and they come back to it and they realize, I kind of need to start working on my body again. And We do see that a lot.
1: Yeah, I guess uh, you got to be open-minded and receptive to wanting things to be better, but um, a lot of times we give up, and um, the culture kind of supports that because you can go to the orthopedic store and buy all the braces and contraptions that you need.
2: That's right. And and, you know, I got to say this too. I mean, I'm not saying that people are bad for doing this thing. I'm not that kind of person. I think that I think it's just one of those things where. availability. It's there. And so a lot of us really don't understand that there's another option. You know, you do have an option to be able to take care of yourself without taking all these pills, without doing all this stuff. And, you know, medical attention, I think, is very important at times. But I think that if you become too dependent on it, you just think that maybe that's the only choice. And so I guess what I'm trying to say is I, I just like to see more people realize that they do have a choice. And, you know, you can choose what you want to do, and there are ways to do it um, without thinking that you have to go somewhere and, and you know, crush a workout or, or, you know, pound the pavement every single day and just drain your body in order to get there. There's just these little changes and just trying to be a little bit better than you were yesterday. And understanding that you're not a bad person if you don't want to work out. You know?
1: <laughs> oh, that's a great point, Ryan. I, I love it, especially uh, from the endurance scene. And I, I talk to so many people, and uh, they say, well, I hate running. And my contention is, you know, behind the scenes, the reason that they hate running, because when when we're little kids and we're running free, everyone loves running. Um, but the reason they hate running is because perhaps they've been um, Overstressed, exhausted, or measured and judged by their performance, and therefore got a negative experience. When the way you characterize it with your your program and your philosophy is like, you know, do a little bit better every day, and every everyone responds to that great satisfaction of improving your competency in, in whatever it is.
2: Yeah, and that's just it. I mean, if you only look at it that way, and I think flexibility is a very good way. to to look at this so for example a lot of people will say oh i want to get the splits but then my question is is, do you really need the splits is that something you really need you know if you work behind a desk all day long you probably well more than likely you don't need to be able to do the splits okay gotta be honest but the thing is if you do want to get those splits that's perfectly fine so how do you do it it's just like how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time And so, looking at the split, you don't have to have the split by tomorrow. All you have to do is be just a tiny, tiny, tiny bit more flexible than you were yesterday. And if you keep it, keep at that, that adds up. And over 365 days, you're gonna be very, very close. As a matter of fact, you probably will have the split by the end of the year but it wasn't a matter of you pushing yourself to the point where you're injuring yourself you're simply trying to be just a little bit better than yesterday and to me that's endurance it's showing up and just stepping on the mat i say this a lot and there are days where we don't want to do things but if you at least show up if you at least start and you do a little bit of work and you listen to your body and what's going on that day maybe you have A great day and you're feeling very energetic and you want to do a little bit more, great, do a little bit more, but maybe there are those days where you had to sit up with your son because he was sick during the night and you had to take him to the toilet or whatnot and so you didn't get a whole lot of sleep so the next day maybe you're very tired. That's fine. You know, do a little bit of warm-up. Do a little bit of the stretching and then call it a day. Go and rest. Come back the next day when you're feeling better and add in a little bit of extra workout if you want to do that. But the thing is, as long as you're just doing a little bit better than the day before, you will get to that goal, and you'll be able to do it in a way that is in a healthy manner, both mentally and physically,
0: I believe.
1: Wow. It's uh, it's about time for that beautiful message to be re- well-received, and obviously it has. I know you guys started out, uh, you launched in 2010, is that right?
2: Yes. Yeah, I can't believe it. Already been that long. I mean, it's, it's a short time, but uh, it just still feels like it's yesterday, kind of thing. So,
1: and uh, over the time, uh, as you've received tons of feedback from students, um, how has your your programming changed or your approach changed? And uh, based on um, you know how it's played out with uh, actual people,
2: yeah, it's, it's changed quite a bit in the sense that uh, again, we're, it's not about me, it's not about Jarlo, it's not about Andy, it's about uh, the people that are doing GMB and and really what we can do in order to help them. And so that's why what we've tried to do is, is you know, set up these protocols to make it easier for people to be able to assess what's going on in their body, to be able to become more mindful and to use that awareness that they have and apply it elsewhere uh, in their other sports or in their life or whatever they're doing. And so, again, right now for us, it's not about necessarily we want to be the best company out there we want to be good we want to be a good company for the people that uh, respond to us and we want to build our community and we just want to keep being the people that we are and uh enjoying the process
1: ryan hurst i love it thank you so much for spending time with us Thank you, gmb fitness Go check out the website; it's really well presented. And even if you're not interested in the program right away, go visit there. Spend a few minutes, and you'll open your perspective. And uh, I think you guys have done a wonderful job. I'm a big fan. I'm glad we could expose our primal listeners to this. Thank you so much. And uh, good luck with yeah, good luck with everything in Japan and with the program.
2: Thank you so much. And by the way, you know, don't worry about buying the programs at first. Go check out our YouTube page. We've got tons of videos. It's all free up there. Check out what we're doing. If you're interested, send us an email. You will always receive a reply from a human being. We're very big on our customer support. So let us know if you have any
1: questions. Listen to this guy. He's, he's bringing the heat, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, uh, have a great day there in Japan. We'll have a, we'll have our night here in California. I'm so glad we could connect and thanks again. Cheers,
0: man. Thanks. Hi, folks, Mark Sisson here, and I'd like to tell you about my biggest undertaking yet, the Primal Health Coach Program. My mission is to create a global network of Primal Health Coaches to help transform the health and consciousness of our communities into ones of optimal wellness and happiness. Becoming a Primal Health Coach empowers you to take your primal passions to the next level and embark on a career you love, inspiring others to live lives of vitality and lasting wellness. If you dream of a career in health coaching, but have been held back by worries, such as the investment of time and money, then I encourage you to hesitate no longer. Health coaching is the fastest growing specialty in all of coaching, and we've created an online education program that allows you to learn from the comfort of your own home and at your own pace. We also have payment plans available, so you can start immediately for just a dollar down. The world needs Primal Health Coaches to provide a blend of ancestral wellness solutions to the modern health crisis. The world needs you. Are you ready to become one of the world's most trusted, experienced, and knowledgeable health coaches? To learn more about this online certification program and to take the first step toward a career you love, visit PrimalHealthCoach.com and subscribe.